Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, you've downloaded today's podcast, everybody. Good show today. We're back after a week off from holidays, so we're all fresh and raring to go. Ooh, don't start saying stuff like that. I am not fresh. I'm far from fresh. I am ragged. And I'm not raring. No. I mean, I'm here. But we're back. Mm. Mm -hmm. We are. $20 $20 million Powerball this Thursday, guys. Ooh, already got one. Yeah. Mm, we're giving away 50K. We are. Mm-hmm. Or, we always said that if we win, should we get a show one? We don't want to start that again. Nah, it's not start that again. <laughs> you don't want to show one? Nah. No, no, not every week, but just for the big ones. It's 30 mil on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What's that? What is that Oslotto on Oslo. Tuesday? The old Oslotto. That's mm. good. I think it's cheaper. Powerball's always more expensive. Mm. I'd like to win that. That'd be good. Yeah. I'd like you to win it. Mm-hmm. Be nice for you. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know if I would. <laughs> what if I? You wouldn't want me to win it. No, well, I'd prefer to win it. If me. <laughs> I mean, you would benefit from it. I'd look after you. For how much, though? Oh, get you a couple of Lorna Jane jumpers. <laughs> Buy you breakfast I mean. every I now and again. Like, I just feel like it would be. I don't know. Mm. I just it would be tainted. Mm. See, the thing is, it'd be lovely if you won it, because I know you'd give us some. The only problem would be the long list of conditions it would come with. That's what you would have be exactly the same. No, I wouldn't give you Ooh, any conditions. So would. I wouldn't. You should. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't. <laughs> but, you I know, if she was this. going to do it, you may as well. I would be yeah. like um, It would be those... conditionless cash. No, no, my, no, you're right. Mine would be conditions, but good conditions. I'd probably give them to your children. Oh, like in God. trust funds and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like when someone buys you an elephant. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd give it to your wives and you could just, they could dribble it out if they want, mm. just like drip feed it. You'd be like, you don't even have to tell them. It's up to you, darling. Here's your escape clause you've been talking about. <laughs> you do whatever <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. No, I would so, have to share with so, you guys because who am I going to have fun with during the day? Because everyone else is going to be working. That's a good point. Yeah. I just realised, so if I win, I give you money. Mm. If you win, you'd give my wife the opportunity to leave me. Yes. Why would you want to leave you? That's what you're saying, escape cash. No, I'd probably give it to you evenly. Mm, yeah, no, I'd definitely give, I'd do like a trust for your kids. I Obviously, I wouldn't for Ethan because he's on his own. He's <laughs> there, there. Yeah, there. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I don't want to get married anymore. No, uh, well, it's too late. <laughs> Here's a podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You always hear about bridezillas. Mm. I mean, they make the Daily Mail. But what about the groomzillas? Is there anyone out there, for an example? I believe you were. Me? No, I just I had to be very specific. The um, decorators wanted to have silver balloons with silver um, ribbon and purple balloons with purple ribbon. And I said, no, we're going to have purple balloons with silver ribbons and silver balloons with purple ribbons. Just so you know, every time I meet a bridezilla or a groomzilla, they say I'm not one. Mm. But, and then give an example of what was not to their satisfactory. That's interesting. Um, I couldn't even look at the decorations. Yeah, uh, I he was in charge of the decorations. Really? Mm-hmm. What yeah. else were you in charge of? The food? Uh, the music. Yeah. I made all the playlists and stuff. Uh, the decorations, the cake. Um, can't really just rock up on the day. <laughs> See, my, my whole <laughs> surpreting was uh, wedding was a surprise, <laughs> <laughs> except for Esther. So I know she was me on the day <laughs> asking what time this kicks off again. Right, I got, <laughs> I got annoyed. Not? In those words? Yeah, he goes, <laughs> what time does this all kick, kick off, off again? And I went, you must be joking. And he wrote back saying, 
Nah, my groomsmen left the invite at home. Do I have to be there? <laughs> Can you do it without? But me? every time I would go places to be invited, <laughs> here we go. Every, 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 time, every time, every what time, what would they yes. say? So I'd be like, and they'd be like, oh, you've managed to drag him along. I'm like, no, no. it's my wedding too. And, and, and she's just here. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have what I want on my big day because it was in the book since I was 12. Did you have a, did you have a mate? You did, eh? You had a catalogue, didn't you? You, were, what, you did, eh? You did. <laughs> he didn't have one. It was all in his head. Yeah. Here. Here's, my, head. Um, here's my mood board. Let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Insert bride here. <laughs> that was the hardest part. And she's like, you're not wearing a skirt. And you're like, I'm wearing a kilt. Did you wear a kilt? Yeah, of course I wore a kilt. I'm Scottish. He's allowed to wear a wedding dress too. No, I know. Black kilt. It was beautiful. If you have another Groomzilla story, <laughs> thirteen ten yeah, sixty, I doubt that we. I wanted my wedding to be good. <laughs> you, you, you were like a meerkat. As soon as she brought you into this, you're like, oh, I'm on. Excuse me. Actually, <laughs> people are going. Are you sure you want to marry a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's in my flip book. <laughs> Um, uh, we won't make fun of you, though, no. if you call. Oh, great. We're, yeah, we're, no. um, we will say on 131060, all the fun has been made. No, yes. no, no. It was just, I like it that people get hectic about yeah. their wedding day. But I do always have to say that every time they go, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Mm. I'm not going to. And it's always a classic. Yeah. I'm not going to be late, just so you know. Like, I'm definitely going to be there on time. And I go, uh-huh. Mm. And they go, and I'm not going to, like, I won't even get upset about anything. And you go, uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's your wedding day. There's so much pressure. You've organised so much mm-hmm. for it. You've got friends and family involved mm. and it just, it, it blows Stressful. up before you know it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's because uh, this Wednesday we are marrying over 20 couples for our Bris Vegas chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far we haven't had any bridezillas or groomzillas, but the day is going to be different. That's when you, that's when they come out yeah. normally. Yeah. So 13, 10, 60. Um, were you, and as we said, no, all the fun's been made, no more fun to be made. Mm, safe space. <clears throat> or did you know of, or maybe you were marrying one where you're like, wow, yeah. they're totally into it. I'll just pull back. In every in every gay couple that I've married, there's always a groomzilla. Mm. Yeah, right. Mm. Right. And the other man's just looking at me going, I know. It'll <laughs> 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 be all right, yeah. won't it? <laughs> Kirk from Yoronga. Kirk, you're a self-proclaimed bridezilla. I was Groomzilla and I have no, I won't walk back from that statement in any way, shape or form. I love it. Two two days after my now husband proposed to me, I had written the guest list. I had picked the celebrant despite the fact we were overseas and interviewed him by Skype. (laughs) When the wedding got closer, I pointed out to to his niece's boyfriend that he would not wear his hair in a ponytail or he would not be included in any family photos. Fair enough. I, <laughs> I made friends cancel their going to see Tina Arena perform in Evita to come to our wedding. Ah, they can see her any day. <laughs> and I was generally, apparently, um, and then somebody started making jokes about uh, bringing llamas to the wedding on Facebook. So as a consequence, I actually banned two people from attending the wedding. <laughs> Kirk, I love you. Now, did your partner at any stage go, hey, Kirk, let's just settle down, or did he just let you go? There were a couple of deep breaths, but he had a meltdown on the day before the wedding, so I decided that, you know, he was ready for his 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 exact meltdown was with his brother in the back of the car who'd flown up from Melbourne to help us get organised. He sat in the front of the car in the pouring rain and said, I'm a gay man, why the F am I getting married? I don't have to prove anything to anyone. And I turned to him and said, 
We're getting married in 24 hours, darling. It's a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And happily now, everything's happy, everything's fine. You we find the secret to a fabulous marriage is that you live in a separate house three days a week. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you? Like interstate or in the same? No, Sunshine Coast, Sunshine Coast Brisbane. Right. Oh, oh. I really thought you were going to be like, we've got two houses in the same street and we just <laughs> <laughs> take a break from each other. Because then you've got an opportunity to miss each other, haven't you? Exactly. Oh, I love wow. that. Yeah, Sounds I... like he could use that opportunity, Kirk. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for your call, buddy. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Glimpse of my future on the weekend, and I think Maddie, uh, me and you, are going to have to take up golf, if that's all right. Because it's a long game and you can go out of the house? You're out all day. Yeah. yeah. You're out all day because <laughs> my daughter may have started. I think it, it almost looked like a superhero origin story where her arch nemesis was found, and her arch nemesis is going to be Cat. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something really bad between a mum and a daughter and your best friends, but you fight like there's no tomorrow. Mm. And I remember my dad going, I don't get you. And she, he was trying to solve problems. Right, right, right. But then we would turn around and be friends and would be against him. Yeah, like you stay out of this, dad. Yeah. So I'm thinking Indrapilly golf course is a nice one. What happened? Um, well, no, I reckon it's sounding, I haven't heard the story yet, mm. but it sounds like it's a Gold Coast golf course type of deal. <laughs> yeah, and we get be. the hour each way. You got, you know, the other thing you've got to take into consideration, I'm going to have a teenage daughter and a wife going through menopause at the same time. So, yay. But um, <laughs> she was down playing with a friend uh, down the Gold Coast and um, they were just on their iPads and uh, what, um, Chloe was playing Roblox and Rory didn't have any Robux. Yeah. Um, and so she texted Kat from her phone and said, can I buy some more Roblox? And um, blah, blah, blah. And then... <laughs> I, we looked and we saw that, indeed, Roblox had been bought. And Kat said to Rory, I said no to the Roblox. And she but goes, she's not in the house. No, no, she is. She's in the house. Right. She's, okay. still, she's still texting from the bedroom. Oh, uh, okay. That's <laughs> what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she goes, um, I, I said no to buying Roblox. You didn't mm. need Roblox. And she goes, no, Sorry, you didn't. Sorry, didn't get you your text, Mum. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> no, she got She got the text and um, she showed Kat the text and she goes, look, you said yes to my text. And she went, oh, well, that was my fault. I must have. Sorry, my bad. Sure, I must have said that. I've been busy. I've been floating around doing other stuff. That's fine. Yesterday, she's at home. She goes to text someone and uh, she goes to text someone, uh, no, uh, she's not going to make it to a gig. And uh, she sent it, and then she read it back, and it said, yes, I won't be able to make it at that gig. And she went, what? And she texted yes to herself, and it came back, no. And Rory has gone into Kat's text messages and changed the word yes to no. Oh, my God, that is a genius. <laughs> Isn't it? How, How do, do you do that? that? I don't know. <laughs> Can, is that possible? Yes, it is. Yep. So, so- any time. So she went in. Took the phone, chased it to, um, changed no to yes, and then went, Mom, can I get Roblox? And she texted it back, no, no. And it came back, yes. That's, that's Kat, frightening. at the same time, is super impressed, uh-huh. but also like, always oh, on. <laughs> so, Mom, can <laughs> I know? go out with my boyfriend? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. I got the proof. It's in the text. Yeah. We're going to learn how to do that. That's, that's, I mean... That's full cunning, isn't it? That's and then even because Kat, she she's still staying with her mate down the coast because she's on holidays too. They're in New South Wales, um, and Cat was like, she texted Rory going, "Nice work on the predictive uh, predictive text maneuver," you know. And Rory just went back, "Thanks." <laughs> like she Cheers. Just, wow. Cheers, Thanks, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 
I'm thinking 18 rounds we do. <laughs> no, because they're still going to be able to text you. and You're still going to be on there and they'll be like, you've got to come home right now. Mm. I can't deal with Rory. And Rory's going to text you going, mum is such a jerk. You're going to have to come home. <laughs> so apparently you go into general settings. I don't know if we should teach this ability. Well, you need to know because if the kids already know, we need to know general how to settings, fight back these Keyboard people. settings and then shortcuts, shortcuts and then replace words. Words. That's cool. Wow. YouTube is responsible for so much. I would imagine days, so, yes. And that means actually, yes, not my phone's yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I did something wrong. I lied about something and I feel, I actually feel really guilty Lies about it. Lies make little baby Jesus cry. Yeah, but I thought if I share it with you guys, you guys tell me whether I was right or wrong and whether the lie is justified. Okay. Yes, we will forgive you of all your <laughs> sins. At it's the end not against this. you guys, it's against our boss. Oh. So our boss, Jack, mm. um, messaged me yeah. on Saturday morning about something, about a request. And he did message me at 11am mm-hmm. and I replied back at 2pm. Just thinking about how to the whole time? Thinking about it. <laughs> Just thinking about it, right? And I feel bad, <laughs> Yeah. but I wasn't exactly lying. Mm. But he said... So, so are you sorry or not? Because it just I sounds like sorry, you're trying to convince sorry. us. Okay, I am sorry. It's the weirdest quitting story I've ever heard. <laughs> he was saying, hope your holidays are fun. I was wondering if you had a decent babysitter. Right. Question mark. Because one of ours just cancelled tomorrow night. Now, here's the thing. Mm. We had, a, and I was truthful, I wrote back saying we had an amazing babysitter, but she's gone back to childcare, so she's not doing it. Mm-hmm. I said, we have had one of our friend's mum help out, mm-hmm. and she's babysit in return because Scotty did some work in the house. So that's true story, right? Right. And I said, that's the case. But I said, have you tried Kiddo App? Also great advice, right? Yeah, it's the like Tinder is, for babysitters, that thing. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, we do have a great babysitter, and I was not willing to share the number. <laughs> Oh, I, I support what you've done there. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Well, especially when it's someone in the same building as us who we uh, could have to need a babysitter at the same time. I can't even express how much we love Stella. Like, right. she is the bee's knees. The mm. kids get excited. I said, mm. Stella's coming over for a little bit, and mm. they're like, I hope she, he doesn't Google her name now. Um, she's coming over for a little bit, and they're like, no. And I was like, what? And they're like, you said a little bit. Mm. It's got to be a lot. I mean, like, they're obsessed with it, and we love her. Mm. And I just can't be passing her details on. There's she two- wouldn't want it. There's two victims here, though. That, I mean, you're effectively robbing her of income. No, not really, because we need her all the time. Yeah. We have no family here, like, at all. Well, then We've got, he... like, both set of grandparents. Oh, Jack yeah. has both set of grandparents. We yeah. just don't have one bit of family, and I just can't Because the other thing that. is, what you don't want mm. is to have Her it... to like that family yeah. better, 100%. Mm. <laughs> you know, if, if she, you know, looks after his kids, mm. finds out that they're easier, Jack might even... Stab you in the back and pay a little extra, well, and so therefore she'll favourite him every time. And then, and I've learnt my lesson because one of my friends um, passed on a babysitter detail, mm. and remember that that babysitter only charged five dollars an hour, mm. and I thought that was ridiculous. She's doing a great job, so <laughs> I said I'm not paying you five dollars an hour. I'm going to pay you like legitimate twenty five dollars an hour, ruining right? it for everybody. Yeah. And then mm. my friend cracked it and was like, yeah. "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. Now we have we have Jack, our boss, listening. Because one part of this story, I'm fu- I fully support you at the moment. Mm. What part we don't know is why he needed the babysitter. Oh, so like well, he didn't tell me though. Maybe, right. Like if it, it, would you feel bad if it was like a funeral? super important thing? If it was a funeral, mm. take the kids; they want to grieve too. Wow, That's a good point. I didn't know him. Mm. They got an opportunity well, they, they to meet about his life. <laughs> <laughs> and up. I don't know what else his family was doing. You know, he's mm. got wonderful 
parents and grandparents, like his in-laws. They might have been in hospital or something. Maybe that's what he needed the babysitter for. What have you passed on? It's like a cleaner. Like, you you know, people go, have you got a great cleaner? And you're like, no. It's the same as when you're younger. You know the best form of advertising? Word of mouth. They're so good, they don't need it. No, because I will ask her. I'll ask her if she wants any more work. No. Jack. Jack's on with us. Jack, how are you feeling about this? Morning. Um, oh, well, I know the babysitter's listening as well. I've only got two boys, not three, so if I couldn't yeah. contact her yesterday. Yeah, and um, that's what I was ta- I was concerned about. I knew that that was the case. You were a far better option than what we have to deal with. I get that. What did you um, have on? Hey, super, super as well. Um, lots of things if she's listening. So. Hey, super. What did you have on um, last night that you needed a babysitter for? My brother-in-law, Peppy, my best friend's 30th, and oh. the whole family was um, oh, it was on one of the boats on the river. So it was a, it was a no-kids event, mm. and it, that wiped out all grandparents and all brothers and uncles and sisters and everything. Ah, right, they're all oh, on the boat they're all with you. The event. Mm. What happened to your babysitter? She, uh, she called with a kidney <laughs> infection. She was in hospital on Saturday and sent us... Um, the photo, and I just had, has had a bit of a, a rough trot with, with health, so we're in a bit uh, of a pickle. But You could have dropped him at the hospital, <laughs> gave him an iPad and a bag what of have you, What have you passed on your babysitter details? Um, yeah, why not? Oh, mm. You're such well, a liar. liar. You are liar. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throw some positive role models for your children at me. Well, there's you guys. Yourself. <laughs> Here's what not to be, kids. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love you because they say that you're all knowing about all the uh, the movies, the right. Marvel movies, mm-hmm. so they love that. Okay. Well, I, I will take on that role and mm. be as responsible as I possibly can be with it. But when you think role models for young children, you probably don't think of this guy. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That is Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. He has started a children's show on YouTube Kids called Doggyland, <laughs> and he plays Bow Whistle. Who does he have kids? He says him here, as a grandfather, a father, and a long-term youth fo- football coach, it's always been important to me. He teaches football. He's been a long-term youth football coach. Oh, my God. That's the best. Mm-hmm. Imagine Snoop Dogg telling him, yo, what's up, everybody? Do a couple of laps. He's got four kids? <laughs> grandchildren has he got? <laughs> I reckon he'd be a cool grandfather. Well, he would have had a big litter first time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a kid's show, and it is voiced by him. He is Bow Whizzle, and he follows the rest of the pack around and teaches them things. Uh, he does positive affirmation for children, but of mm-hmm. course it's Snoop Dogg, so mm-hmm. he raps it. And it's actually quite catchy. Have a listen. Affirmations are our positive statements that help us to challenge and overcome when you're not feeling good and have negative thoughts. So repeat after me. Come on, everyone. There is no one better to be than myself. There is no one better than be than myself. Today is going to be an amazing day. Today is going to be an amazing day. My feelings matter. My feelings matter. I get better every single day. I get better every single day. My dealer just got a new shipment. <laughs> no, he grows it himself. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Because isn't That's, that an he's issue? He's a businessman. I, mean, yeah, I, know, I know he's one of well, probably no, the it's only legal, one. Well, remember? Yeah. But like he's not doing anything illegal. No, but do you still want a pothead looking after your kids? Well, they're pretty chilled. Well, that's true. They keep them about, teach them about relaxation. Yeah. And it's always, you know, listen to what Uncle 
dog says, not what. <laughs> Don't copy him, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. Yeah. We don't know what childcare workers get up to on the weekends. You know, that's... Yeah, who yeah. Knows, whatever they're doing their own To be fair, it's a good... I'd rather them coming home with that in their system than Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds like Bluey. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got it a touch like of Bluey. Yeah, it sounds like Yo Gabba Gabba style. Yeah. Do you remember Yo yeah. Gabba Gabba? Yeah. yeah. Well, he finishes it off like this. Now we know some new affirmations that we can choose and learn to say. So next time you need a little inspiration to help you have more of a positive day. Yeah. Affirmations. Affirmations. Did somebody say my new log? <laughs> it does sound <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Well, hello, Brisbane. Here are some 1950s tips on how to be a good wife. Yes, should be interesting. <laughs> this is something I might take aboard mm. because I'm very in the thick of weddings at the moment. Mm. It's all about marriage, finalising all the paperwork for Wednesday as we're going to marry over 20 couples all in one day. His Vegas <sighs> wedding. Oh, you're nervous. Bit, yeah, well, yeah, oh. I am nervous. And I, you know, emailed all the couples just checking how they were. And I was like, you know, it's different. You don't need to do your vows. You don't need to be kind of on the spot. But at the same time, it's a legal wedding. So I was saying nerves are normal mm. for it because it's a big deal. Yep. You'll hear all of the action on Thursday morning. So we're doing it after the show on Wednesday. So let's hope everyone turns up. I was wondering if there's going to be a no-show, because every time we have a party, there's someone who's like, you know, sick or can't mm. go, but this is a wedding, mm. so if they're not going to show oh, up... What if there's only one of the people that doesn't turn up? A lot of the couples have been together for a long time, so and they live with each other, and they've got oh. kids, so it would be like... This is how I decided <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a marriage advice that you used to get in high school, and there used to be a little bit of a book, marriage advice, from uh, the 1950s is when it was done, and it was a home economics mm. a textbook. So this is for women. Men never got that because they just had to live their life. But I don't know, maybe I could take this on board. 1950s, you read it and you go... <laughs> The way your eyebrows are up and no, your voice No, I'm going to do it. I don't think you mean that. I reckon I could try it for a week. Okay. Okay. Well, let's hear them first before I agree. Well, one thing that you should always have mm. is have dinner ready by the time that your husband gets home. Plan ahead, even the night before, to have a delicious meal ready. It's your way of letting him know that you've been thinking about him and are concerned about his needs. And most men are hungry when they get home. So a good meal is important. If you would like to make me dinner before I get home, that is completely fine with me if that is what I you want to do. I always do that anyway, though. I always have dinner ready for Scotty. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, if he's late, it's on a plate and you can heat it up yourself. Easier to sneak the Buddy. arsenic in when he's not around when you're mm. cooking. That's stupid. I put that in the drink. I prepare yourself to take 15 minutes um, to rest so that you look refreshed when he arrives home. Make sure you have makeup, maybe a little bit of a bow in your hair and look fresh because um, he might have been working and he might be like really boring people. So make sure mm. that you are happy, mm-hmm. where it actually says be a little gay, and a little more interesting. So you're going to be like, oh, I'm so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what I did today? Yeah, you'll be a little a more happy. gay if you want to be. Yeah. A little bit happy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. When it says rest, does that technically mean you could have a 15-minute nap? nap. Uh, I think it means put your feet up because you're going to be really busy when he gets home. Right. Yeah. Clear away the clutter because, I mean, you don't want to come home and have books and toys and newspapers, so everything should be tidy when he gets home. Gosh. <laughs> Was this written by a man? This is what it was for. No, it was written by other women in preparation of what it should be like when you're married. Right. It was just the dumb thing. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at all the, doing all the paperwork, when I'm doing all the, um, the you look at all the birth certificates mm. and they actually have the occupation of the parents and most of them are home duties. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was mom, the way it was. Yeah. Well, my mum was saying in her time, as soon as you were pregnant, you had to leave your job. Mm. So there was one lady who wanted to continue to working and they had to all pretend that she wasn't pregnant at wow. the bank. 
Because it was just that you couldn't work after mm. you're pregnant. Mm. Mm. Prepare the children. Take a few minutes to wash their face and hands wow. and comb their feet. Yeah. But they would have a bit more respect. This does lead me to think what this woman's been up to. Your dad's coming home and I've got to put some lippy on. Damn it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So true. We only got 10 minutes before Uber Eats gets here. (laughs) Back then they would listen to mum and dad. Now. Be happy and look interesting. Dad's been working all day. (laughs) No, he hasn't. He works in an office. What does dad even do? Put down your ball cup on a string. (laughs) Make sure that you engage the children to be quiet so that they minimise noise as soon as they get home and make sure that you and the children greet him with a smile. I'm I'm picturing If I greet Scotty with Mm. a smile at the door with the kids, he'll go, What's happening? What happened? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. It reminds me of the Von Trapps, you know, when they're presented (laughs) to the father (laughs) and the Mm. sound of music. Do not greet your husband with problems or complaints. Yeah. That's something that I actually do stick to. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to make sure that there's a correct time. <laughs> you wait till he's in a false <laughs> sense of security and relax before you hit him with that yeah. stuff. <laughs> hey, babe, I was thinking. Yeah, you don't do that as strange as you get home. That's nah, silly. No, it's sabotage. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you listen to him. You may have a, a dozen things you want to tell him about from the moment of his arrival, but it's not the time. Let him speak first. Hmm. And then lastly, make sure that his evening is his. He is special. Never complain that he does not take you out for dinner or to other pleasant entertainment. Instead, try to understand his world of strain and pressure. He needs to unwind and relax. Remember that you relaxed all day waiting for his return. Now it's his turn to enjoy what you have enjoyed. Wow. Even though I did all the washing and the cleaning and looking I can do it for a week. We only just got home. Don't start laying into his woman. Get my dinner. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You know when you see a text message that wasn't meant for you, or maybe you wake up in the morning and you cringe that you've sent a text message to your ex? Have you ever done that? Not for a long time. No, <laughs> but years ago when you're like, oh, why would I do that? That's, oh, do get back. Yeah. Or, you you know, you see something on WhatsApp that's meant for, you know, it was private message and it's sent to the group and mm. you're like, oh, that's just so cringe. And I feel like this when I've now read Adam Levine's <laughs> DMs that he's given to girls. And, and no matter what you do, now you're just going to associate him with, I may need to see that booty. <laughs> well, what's bad for poor old Adam Levine here is, You've seen the way he sexy talks and the way he flirts. Ugh. And that's... You it's know, you, awkward. You're really showing a piece <laughs> of yourself there. And in, in the moment, you think you're all that, but then seeing it from the outside. Mm. Well, he's married and is expecting his third child with his beautiful uh, wife. Mm-hmm. And then rumours are having it that she had DM'd other people as well. I don't know. But what I can't get my head around is oh, why... So she, che- she has been cheating well, on some, him? No, someone's come out and claimed that she had... Sorry, a friend yeah. of this girl, of this guy who had got a DM from her when she was first in the relationship is saying, oh, they both do it. But I don't know if that's true or not. Who knows? Hmm. But it's it's just why? Why would you DM someone if you're a big name celebrity with yeah. your little tick? Hmm. Why would you DM someone saying, I may need to see that booty? And why would you not think that they would share that? Has he got a little tick, has he? <laughs> I haven't heard that about you it. You got a little tick too, I've noticed. Oh, all right, let's not cast a well, I'm just saying. Okay. Please tell me now if you guys have DM'd someone in a way that is going to creepily come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to help myself now. Yeah. I've done this so often. Like, I can't believe it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> to be fair, the amount I've done. I've even said, you can post this freely if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no. New no, phone, who dares? No. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I have. I've DM'd people that I like, like and admire. Like I've sent like a stupid... 
girl crush message about you're amazing in that. Yeah, but that's if you. I haven't said like show me your booty. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe you're going about it the wrong way. <laughs> if you want to get noticed. <laughs> so who who is it that he's messaged and, uh, and who reached out first? Did she message him and he's replied? Or no, I don't know. There's been a few. There's like a TikTok star and influencers have come out and said that they um an Instagram model. That's it, a new promotional model. The, <laughs> the one thing that surprises me mm. about this is the people are surprised about this. Like I, he just he. Gives off that sort of energy, doesn't he? Oh, now you're just saying you could have told him by looking at him? Yeah, he looks like he gets around. And he's, yeah, all, his, all his songs are all sexual and stuff and he's, you know. Yeah, but he could have got sexual with his wife. What mm. gives him away about his appearance, do you think? Now you're like, it's easy enough to say now, oh, I knew that. <laughs> I'm just not surprised. Nah. Yeah. Well, that, I think what's surprising is he's done it where there's proof. Mm. Yes, Usually that's what's surprising. Celebrities oh, would, yeah. There'd be lots of celebrities who cheat, but they've got their people who round up mm. people for them. Mm. So this Instagram model has shared her name is Summer. She's shared um, saying that claim to have an affair with him and has shared all their exchanges over Instagram. Mm. Right. He's denied the allegations. Um, he said, but he did say, I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtation, flirtatious manner. Mm. He's poor judgment. Yep. <laughs> did as, in, as in he did it He's when saying, he shouldn't. I did cross the line. Yeah. I did cross the line in a regrettable period of my life. Right, and then right, other right. people go, well, what part of your life was it? Because then these other people have come things said, mm. well, you've also done it to yeah, me. But I didn't regret well. those ones. No. Just, just <laughs> the ones that we found out about. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, and you need to see that putty. That's the voice he used too. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's just it. That I to it's just like, do. oh, cringe. Mm. What should he have said though? Like, I don't know what if any of it would flirting? have been okay. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's comfortable to see someone else flirting. Mm. What would be more hurtful mm. as a wife? I love to see that booty, or I'd love to get to know you. You seem so intellectually advanced. <laughs> I bet you your brain is amazing. How you support yourself in this fast-paced world is beyond me, and I find it very sexy. Meh. What's what's more hurtful? I won't see the booty. <laughs> <laughs> Both are wrong. Aren't I'd love to take you out for a nice romantic dinner and a film, and then I want to see the booty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a songwriter. Yeah, come yeah. up with something better, mate. Then again, maybe his lyrics are a bit. It looks very fruity. I want to see the booty. <laughs> 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 Put that in a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, a TikToker has mm. taken um, all of the messages. <laughs> and let's have a listen. He, this guy actually sounds mm. like Adam Levine as mm. well. Here we go. Here are the messages that he wrote on the DMs to uh, Girls Like You by Maroon 5. That body of yours is absurd, yeah, ooh. I'd do anything for it. I'm now obsessed with you. I'm in you to see the booty for my bed. Seriously. I want to tattoo my ass. It's such an hourglass. Got to admit, it's better. Mate, you, and, and that's <laughs> that's his excuse. Yeah. No, baby, I was just writing music. I just writing so music. Writing a song. <laughs> like, you got mixed up. Yeah. Just writing down some licks. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The 20th anniversary of the devastating Bali bombings, which killed 202 people, including 88 Australians. 
Yeah, can you believe it's been 20 years, uh, October the 12th, which is just unbelievable. And there's one person that was over there at the time. His name is Eric Dahart, who joins us. Morning. Morning, guys. How are you feeling about the 20th anniversary? Oh, look, um, it's in some ways it's gone very, very quick, but in a lot of other ways, it's Bali hasn't sort of really been out of the spotlight in the last 20 years now with the second bombings and mm. the trials and the, the bombers getting hung and, and uh, the Bali 9 and things like that. So it's always sort of been in the spotlight and people keep referring back to that night. Now, that night 20 years ago, uh, if you were over, if you're Australian who was over there in, in Cuda, it was all about uh, the Surrey nightclub and mm-hmm. also opposite Paddy's. Like, that was the place to go. Were you at the club at the time and you had left to walk a friend home? That's right. We, we'd only arrived, most of it only arrived that afternoon. And, uh, you know, we had to swim in the pool to cool down, went to Lali Shiolas for dinner, then straight on to the Surrey club. And one of the boys had been on the drink most of the day and uh, I saw him stagger out of the Surrey Club and he headed off the wrong way and I just went out and grabbed him and said, oh, what's going on? He said, oh, yeah, I've had enough, I'm going home. So, okay, come on, I'll take the right way and I took him back and I was just, you know, taking my time, ambling back, looking at all the music stores and stuff like that when mm. the bomb went off. Wow. Wow. So did you head back around straight away at that time? Oh, yeah. I, you know, it, it was kind of strange. I was in a shop and the light kind of flickered and went out and there was a really dull thud and I walked outside and the whole night was like an orange glow mm. and I knew there'd been an explosion of one kind. I just saw a gas main or a gas tank or something like that had gone up. I mean, you don't go to Bali thinking about terrorist bombings and no. stuff like that. And uh, so I went, I went, made my way back down Poppy's Lane to the road where both Paddy's father and the nightclub were and uh, I got there and I was just, it was, it was just utter chaos. People mm. were running around shocked. There was people had their clothes blown off and people were bleeding. People were screaming, um, you know, and people were staggering out of both, of both bars. Mm. This is a, a horrible thing to live through. And you, you did rush into uh, the places and save uh, some of the people that were injured, which is just incredible. Um, I imagine it is very fresh in your memory, but now there's a, the Stan uh, series about it, Bali 2002, do they talk to you about doing a series? How does that make you feel? Because I know there was a bit of brouhaha about the Shane Warne one. The family's not happy about them doing that. Do, do you have any say in that, in your story being no, put I on had, film? I had, I had nothing uh, to do with the thing at all. I wasn't interviewed, oh. made no comments about it or anything like that. Um, look, it's being a survivor is like a life sentence. Mm. Yeah, you know, and the family have a life sentence as well because every time they get round, there's a hole where their sons should have been, or their daughters, or their mothers, and, and, and like that. So they've got to live with this for the rest of their life. Mm. There's always going to be this hole there, and I think when you put something like uh, this on, it's going to be quite confronting to a lot of people. But I think also it's going to help explain why, how people like myself, the survivors, how they are affected by it, and what we had to live through. Mm. Um, you know, and it, as the guy on TV said last night, it, it, it was like a war zone. Mm. But soldiers are prepared for it. Civilians aren't prepared for a war zone That's and true. what we had to do that night. And, you know, as the girl said, a lot of people should have got the bravery award and a lot of people did extraordinary, ordinary people did extraordinary things that night. Mm. And like me, we didn't have time to think about it. You just had to react and do it straight away. Speaking to Eric DeHart, uh, you're a survivor of the Bali bombings. It's the 20th anniversary coming up. Um, how do you feel about the news a couple of weeks ago of the release of 
one of the men who was involved in it. I, I believe the bomb maker. he was yeah. the one who made the bomb. Um, yeah. You know, and he ran off to Pakistan, and that's where they found him. He's only served half of his sentence. It, it, it's a, I think it's a real kick in the teeth, not only to me, but to ordinary Australians, especially those, you know, the members of the, the Bali Nine, the two guys that got hung over there. They killed nobody. Mm. And they were hung. They had some drugs on them. But they killed nobody. And these guys, this guy made a bomb which killed 202 people. Mm. And I don't know how many other people have died as a result of what happened that night. It's a good point. You yeah. know, mm. drug smugglers get... Mm-hmm. Get that sort it's of a, treatment. It's, and... I, I mean, I don't know how you you deal with that anger, Eric. Though, because it was a complete attack against um, foreigners, because that's that's what mm. the majority of the people in the in the club was, mm-hmm. and that's their aim. How how do you deal with that anger that you have? You know, I learned very very early on. In order for me to get past it and to live with it, I had to let the anger go. Right. I had to. I. I had to in my mind, I had to forgive the bombers because at the end of the day, they were just they're the poor, simple souls who didn't really weren't really aware of what they were doing. They did it out of sort of some sort of religious thing or mm. something like that. But it's the bosses, the ones they let go. They're the ones who should still be in prison, mm. and that's what the frustrating part is. And I think to me as a survivor, but I think also to the families of anyone that died there, um, you know, it's like their children's lives were cheapened because. The Indonesians regard themselves as being better or more important than Australians. Mm, mm. And it's, it's, it's still a source of anger. And it's, look, I get angry at our government too for, for katowing to the Indonesians all the time. And, you know, we, Australia, Australians gave Indonesia $14 million in the big thing to try and improve the hospitals and, and all that sort of stuff when we gave them ambulances and all that sort of stuff. And they still throw this shit back in our face. Mm. Well, it's um, it's going to bring up a lot of memories uh, for a lot of families um, with it uh, coming around. Um, the twelfth of October is the twentieth anniversary of the Bali bombings. Uh, Eric, you're a survivor of it. Thank you for your honesty and thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Eric. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. We needed to find a campsite and set up camp before nightfall. All Aussie adventures. Pack up your swag. Let's go. <laughs> On the holidays, we went to Kagari Island, Fraser Island, mm-hmm. and it was, honestly, it is God's country, is what Scott kept saying every time he was driving, and he was pretty excited because he likes full driving, mm. and he asked Maddie to come with us, mm-hmm. and you guys couldn't because you had to go and see your grandma, which completely understand, but every given moment, he's like, oh, Maddie would like this, yeah. Maddie would like this. I'm like, you know, Esther and the kids come too, right? But it's just, I think he would want to just go there for a boys weekend. Well, that's what full driving when you got the lads, you know, lads, you're like, lads. oh, we're doing dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he he just likes being, he's an outdoor sort of mm. person. And I've got uh, one, two kids that are outdoors mm. and the other one would prefer just to be in a hotel. Um, and I relate to him. Yes. But no, it, it was nice. But I just kept saying to him, do you need to get a four-wheel drive kit? Because uh, you've ever been four-wheel driving? No. It's, it's, it's like you just have to be a bit more experienced. And I said, it's my car, I'll drive. And he said, no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, because I heard a story about you. And rightly so, uh, back in the year 2000, I did ride off a car uh, full driving. Wasn't my complete fault. Right. It was for a TV show when we were filming the mole and the bottom of the car came. You shouldn't go on those rocks. Mm-hmm. was not suitable. So right. I had told him this story and he said, because you've rode off a car before four-wheel driving, you're not allowed to go. Right. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Mm. It was many years ago. Oh, right. 
I you've gotten much better. I think it was the car's fault, really. Probably, they probably stitched you up because yeah. it was a mole. Probably wasn't yeah. really suited for it. Mm. But I did say to him, if you're going to be prepared, um, do you need me to get like a full drive kit or anything? He goes, what's in a kit? I'm like, well, just, you know, like a puncture thing, because once you get to the island, it's mm. very limited what you can get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We have those boards that you can use. That's what I wanted to get. Yeah. And they look like you're going, like Baywatch style, mm. here you put the board there if there's too much, because it's, it's actually the world's largest sand, sand island. island. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And you put those boards in there, and he's like, nah, she'll be right. Yeah, he won't need that. And he mm. said, I said, Everybody do you need is. like a spade or anything? He goes, nah, she'll be right. Mm. Because so, you don't want to look like all the gear and no idea either. But he does have some idea, so get the gear. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but, but then also I always wonder when you get stuff like that, mm. you got to rough it up and make it look like you've used it before. Because you know, you see those cars with all the gear and it's fresh out of BCF. Yeah. There was a couple. Like, oh, no. There was one car that got bogged and I have to say that it came, because there's all like people had stopped. Mm. So it comes back to the line and it eventually came back to them and they're like, oh, there's a little Subaru. And they all go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I should have been here. He's overestimated himself there. Yeah. 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 It's like when you see a dude bring his own cue to a um, pool hall. You're going to have to be good. You've got to be good. Or yeah. bo- your own bowling ball to a bowling yes. alley. You've got to be good. You've got to yeah. be good, yeah. So did you get stuck? Well, we were going off this... <laughs> I've never seen a guy bring his own bowling ball to there's a bowling people, alley. Yeah, there's yeah. people that really? do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, They're normally the ones that do, like, the competitions. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you ever seen that? <laughs> never come my, bowling with me. Never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bring your own bowl. Yeah. bowl. No, he's still got the ramp and he puts it down. Like, he's got Abby's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> but we went on this track and it had so many people had gone there and it was really, really deep. So we tried to go over it and we couldn't. So he had to reverse back. And I was like, how's your spade going? And he's like, nah, should be right. So he had to get out. And he did, and I posted on Instagram, I couldn't stop laughing because he had to do this little bit of a dance where he packed it. Mm. So he actually laid down at one stage and put all the sand in and was packing it. And because there was a car stopped behind us. Stomping on it. The guy comes up, right, to the side. And I said, I did tell him to get a spade. And the guy goes, yeah, right. Mm. And I said, do you have a spade? He goes, yeah. And I went, can we have it? And he goes, looks at him and he goes, nah, he's got it. (laughs) Fair enough. So we're just watching Scotty just packed this place and fair enough he had it so we put in put it in and then we drove over yeah, I, I did see it on Instagram it was funny wasn't it because he I'd had like, to dance over it because he had to mm, pack in the sand yeah. so but I, I, would, I would like you to relate uh, my comment to Maddie because I think you would appreciate it missed opportunity here <laughs> because we were a little bit bogged and we couldn't get over <laughs> yeah and Stav was like you can't park there no <laughs> Can't park that there, mate. Can't park there. You can't park there. And then I laughed and laughed. Yeah. So if we go four-wheel driving, will you get the gear? No. No? He said she'll be right. How was she? Yeah, she was all right. She was right. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. My middle son had his birthday party um, on the school holidays. Is there anything as scary as looking after someone else's kids? No. Because the whole time when we went to Area 51, it's amazing there. You should check it out. Yeah, uh, go. Underwood. It's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of adult stuff that you're like, mm. <laughs> not for Rory, I meant for you. I'll go today while she's away. Yeah, exactly. But it's like when you know that you're looking after other people's kids, it's like I'm constantly trying to monitor where they are, mm-hmm. walking around with a clipboard just trying to check. Didn't even bother with my kids were because that's not important. No, it's it's not just important. No, making sure that the kids are happy when their parents come back to mm-hmm. pick them up. Man, I hear you. And you feel like you can't go, oh my God, they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
His arm wasn't uh, broken uh, was like when I dropped when him dropped off. Him you got a spare oh. EpiPen, don't you? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> New things. School holidays. They're too long. Mm. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about if you had the two weeks? Nah. No, still, I don't want them there. No. Oh. Well, I mean, I love them, but I left booking vacation care too late. <laughs> I would like to thank everybody in this room for not commenting on my fashion today. I didn't notice. What are you doing? Why, what are you doing that's different? Yeah, I... Brought my jeans, but then I realised I did not bring a belt, so I've been wearing pyjama bottoms all morning. Hey, stand up. They just look like three-quarter pants. There you go. They just look like what you wear every day. Well, you know what? I have enjoyed this experience so much that yes. I think I might take a leaf out of uh, Hugh Hefner's book. It'd be the only leaf I would take out of his book, but uh, and wear pyjamas. you take others if you could. Well, if you wore the them moment. to a black tie event, yeah. I wouldn't even notice. Really? No, I wouldn't notice. No. And I do think you've got the height to pull off anything. Okay. Yeah, you do. I mean, besides the fisherman pants, they're awful. <laughs> they are. Oh, they're on the list tomorrow. It was that the reef sandals combo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was a fresh memory for uh, both of you, wasn't I it? Just, you know, I don't like the fisherman <laughs> pants. You not that one. Unless you're fishing, no. Okay, well, I'll no. bring in a rod and reel tomorrow as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.